It's one of the scariest parts of leadership. It's critical if you're going to grow your results and scale your ability to lead. And yet so many of us, so many leaders, business owners, people can't do it. Let's see how good you are at it in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This episode of the Culture Hacks Podcast is sponsored by Lead in 30. Leading others is hard. Learn how to create clarity, alignment, and movement at leadin30.com. When I was first hired in the consulting world, I worked for a boutique firm. The founders had written a few best-selling books that had gained enough of a following to support a consulting company for large organizations that were seeking to implement what was in the books. Things like creating greater accountability, reducing blame and excuses in individuals and teams and across large organizations. Also, defining, designing and managing a culture to produce specific outcomes like higher patient member customer satisfaction scores, greater collaboration, more trust, uh, better safety scores, innovation, increased speed to market, things like that. More, more on that story in just a moment. But first, welcome into the Culture Hacks podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executives of some of the world's largest companies. You can find out more about our firm at LoneRockConsulting.com. The company is growing. In fact, that, that's part of what is motivating me to talk about this particular topic at this time because I'm having to lean into it. And I've seen so many entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders who suck at this. And not that I'm great at it, but I'm and I, and I want to share some best practices of people who I think are great at it. Um, but I, I, I think I'm better than average. And I want you to be thinking about as I talk about this and share some experiences and then get more tactical at the end of this episode. I want you to think about why this may be critical to your career growth why it might be critical to the results improving or increasing or accelerating on whatever team or organization you lead or why, well, just the growth of your company and then growth of your career. And then I want you to think about what you could do to lean into it even, even more. Okay. So back to the, uh, the firm. So when I was hired by this consulting company years ago, one of the things that they did is they had this boot camp. So they'd written these, the founders had written these best selling books. They had models and frameworks and content and ideas and process and methodologies. And they're right a lot about intellectual property that they had built over the three decades before I joined the firm. And so they, um, they, they hired me and a few others in what we, the firm called, you know, kind of the class. They'd hire a certain number of new consultants or facilitators or whatever you want to call us. Um, I think we were called senior partners, consulting partners, whatever, whatever the term was at the time. They, they'd hire a group of us at, at, at each year and then put us through this kind of boot camp, if you will, basic training, onboarding. So I flew out to Southern California and uh, each day we'd go to the, one of the co-founders' homes 
And I, home isn't really a good description for it. More like compound. <laughs> We'd go to his, uh, his palatial spread in Southern California, just outside San Diego. And, uh, and he, these are uh, the co-founders of this firm were brilliant, just incredibly smart, um, great individuals and intense. Like they, they didn't suffer fools and they had, they put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into building this firm and they didn't want you to screw it up. Right. So they're going to put you on a team, a project team and put you in front of senior executives of some of the world's biggest companies. We're talking fortune 50 companies. Well, you got to, you got an, and, and by the way, these companies were paying tens of thousands of dollars per day for you to be there. And so they needed to get the value out of that. And these were multi-million dollar deals that, uh, that these companies had, had paid. And so you got to bring value. And so we went to this, I went to this basic training or onboarding or whatever the crud you want to call it. And, um, and, and I, at one of the co-founders homes and, and, and you got a picture, a stage inside one of the rooms in his house, like literally a stage. And, um, and so you get up there and there'd be flip charts and it was designed to kind of replicate being, um, in front of an audience, uh, whether that be a, a group of executives in a, in an offsite or whether it be a, uh, you know, thousands of sales reps or whatever, or, or leaders, at a uh, company conference. And so we'd get up there and, and um, we, we'd, we'd take turns writing on a flip chart, one of the models drawing it and then facilitating 10 or 15 minutes of discussion of the team around one of the concepts that was in the book or that, 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 that these companies were hiring us to help their organizations implement. And so as I, as I w- would do that, I'd, I'd draw something on, on, <laughs> I'd draw it on a flip chart and the, the co-founder would come and be like, no, 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 you, no, Russ, like this line needs to be straighter. Like, no, don't draw it that way. They'd rip the flip chart page off and draw it like that, Russ. That's how you do it. And I'm thinking, seriously, like your line was maybe one millimeter straighter than mine. Mine didn't suck. And then, and then I would do certain things like, um, Okay, you all, I'd facilitate, right? And we're practicing role-playing. So I'd say, okay, you all, as we get started this morning, one of the things that we want to talk about, you know, with the with the leadership team here is this, that, and the other. And the co-founder would be like, okay, stop, 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 stop. And, and, he, and, and he turned to the rest of the, you know, the newbies in the room to the firm. And we were all seasoned executives, people who had experience. They weren't, they weren't hiring um, inexperienced people. You had to have had experience leading teams, leading turnarounds, being an executive in an organization, you, you had to have achieved a certain level of success in your career to even be invited into the room. And so these aren't, you know, a bunch of 18 or, or 22 year olds. It's, it's seasoned, seasoned leaders. And so he turned to the group and he'd be like, do you all, did you see what Russ did there? Like what would have been a more effective question for Russ to have asked there? And the group would be like, <laughs> there was a certain amount of intimidation here, Right. And, uh, and, the, and the way that this, um, this individual ran those sessions was if there was a certain aspect of like kiss the brass ring thing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, intimidation was, and, and th- these are great human beings, like great people. Amazing. I have so much respect and good quality people, but there was a certain amount of in, 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 uh, intentional use of intimidation. You're tracking with me? Like, like, like authority, 
we're the experts, you're kind of the minions, and we'll impart on you some of the wisdom, and you're never going to quite be as good as we are, but good luck trying, and we'll do our best to help you get uh, a couple inches closer. You know what I mean? And so, and again, don't take me wrong, I was grateful for the investment of time and energy in it, but but there was this certain um, thinking that went on in my head and in the minds of some of my newer colleagues, and and you'd get out, you'd get on the road, with the seasoned folks, the people that had been at the firm for a while, and they'd be like, yeah, you just have to kind of put up with that. They have a very specific way of doing it, and we do want to be world-class. Like, it's awesome to work for an organization where we place such emphasis on the highest quality, on on giving each other tons of feedback and improving and working and getting into the most minute details to try to get even better at this and that, you know, that, that, that's a, that's an advantage. That's awesome that we have that kind of culture. And yet you, there'd be a little bit of eye rolling, like, uh, but at the same time, you don't have to do it exactly. You don't have to draw the line exactly as straight as they said, you, you like let loose a little bit, do it your way. And, uh, and your way is, is good enough. So hopefully that makes sense. So my point in telling that story is that most leaders, most organizations are so fearful and struggle so much to develop others. And so there was this certain mentality in these co-founders like, Oh my gosh, I'm not sure we can send them out when they draw that model on the flip chart like that. But then they, circumstances required that they send us out. And I was thinking, you know, why don't you give us a little bit more confidence? Why don't you hold us to the highest standard? Why don't you expect the best out of us? But at the same time, maybe, maybe communicate a little bit more confidence, maybe uh, communicate a little bit more um, yeah, you've got it, and we and 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 trust and belief in the team as you send them out to work with some of the world's biggest companies, and that that's what I want to talk about in this episode is your ability to develop others, to delegate to others. This is a whole chapter in my first book, Decide to Lead. Those of you who have read it know what I'm talking about, and um, it's so critical. It was one of the four areas that I chose to write about in that book because it's so critical. And in my experience working on leadership teams, being on leadership teams, being a leader and consulting now for years, lots of different executive leadership teams. I hold the belief that not that many leaders are good at it. When I think about the business owners who are friends of mine or that I know it's, it's interesting to think about how many of them struggle to scale their businesses because of this challenge because they're they're so hesitant to delegate things to other people because and and we all I mean I think this is somewhat human nature that we know well I it's got to be done this way and this is the right way and I built this business or we built this brand or service or whatever it is off doing it exactly this way and if they screw it up oh my gosh it's gonna it's gonna jeopardize our results, the relationship with those customers, whatever might our brand, whatever it might be. And, and, and so I just see s- several business owners who are friends of mine, who their businesses are so close to producing the same outcomes today that they did two or three or 10 years ago because of this inability or this hesitation to scale, 
to actually let others do it and this hesitation to um, hand it over to someone else. So back to um, back to our company and why this is on my mind. So we're growing lead in 30, which is this uh, this online experience. Think of it like a fitness challenge, 30 day fitness challenge, but it's for leadership development and it's exploding. And we've got so much demand for it from a public standpoint and from different companies that are buying custom cohort experiences. They want to put through a hundred liters or a few hundred liters or a few thousand liters in their organization through lead in 30, these four weeks. And so there's just no way that we can, we can meet the demand without hiring new people. So we we've been doing that and we brought, we we're building out our team and as we build them out, it's like, oh, do, can I, can I, I don't know if I can have them take those four slides or tell that story or, or teach this point because it's got to be delivered just this way. So now, and now I find myself being like that co-founder of the consulting firm I used to work at that, no, draw the line this way. That's not straight enough. Now I find myself doing that thinking, okay, Rush, you've got, you've got to, you got to let them do this and you got to let them, uh, tell it their way and with their style and their voice. And it's okay. They're not going to, they're not going to screw it up and they're not going to jeopardize the business. And, uh, and so that's been a fun challenge. And, and I know, I know that our ability to scale our firm, our company depends on us developing and investing lots of time. Um, developing these folks and then ultimately letting them go and giving them some space to to experiment and try and 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 trip and fall a few times and learn and improve and get better just like people have done for me throughout my career when they've invested in me or given me an opportunity to lead I'm sure there's so many things that they saw me do that they're thinking oh my gosh he's screwing that up he's screwing that up why is he doing it that way and yet they they uh, they put that trust in me. They let me they let me do it. And so, what I would have you think about is how good are you at developing and delegating to others? Because your ability to scale your leadership really depends on how strong your team is. And I've talked about this over the you know the last four years is. We've been putting out these podcast episodes, developing and delegating talent. I've told numerous stories that I won't repeat here. Um, for those of you that have listened to a lot of those episodes, but it's just, it's abs. I, I fired people, le- members of my leadership team over the years because they couldn't delegate. They had to do it all themselves. They were the micromanager. And while they were producing incredible results, they were blocking our ability to scale because I, I, I would have taken a solid 85% score instead of a hundred percent. Like, so if let, let's say it this way. If that leader, the quality of their work is an A plus, it's a hundred percent or a hundred and ten percent. That's the grade you'd give it. And they're, they're if they delegate to a team member, you're only going to get eighty five percent. It's going to be a solid B plus. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long because if I can get twenty or thirty or two hundred of those solid B plus or A minuses that's going to impact our ability to scale way more than having five or 10 or one a plus you tracking with me. And so as leaders, we've got, we've got to, we've got to be more trusting. 
We've got to spend time. What I'm as much as I was making fun of or joking about, kind of kidding, the co-founders of the firm that I used to work for years ago on that stage in their in their house, you know, saying Russ has to be done exactly this way. I will give them total props for taking an entire week, hours and hours and hours and hours every day when they had so many things to do and spending it developing us. That speaks volumes. And ultimately, they put us on planes and they sent us to these Fortune 100, Fortune 50, Fortune 10 companies. And instead of them being on the stage in front of the room, it was us. And so ultimately, they trusted us. And so I, I do think it's good to have high expectations and, to, and, and then very good to spend time. It's a best practice to spend time developing and delegating to others and then ultimately to let them go to trust them and let them go. And we could do a whole nother podcast episode about how do you verify that they're doing great work and how do you, how do you check in on them? Cause that's an important piece, right? Not to where you're looking over their shoulder, but you're making sure that the quality is maintained and that as you're scaling, the quality doesn't go down. Think of how many businesses have been ruined by doing that. I can think of one restaurant chain right now where we used to go in, in a place that we used to live was the very first location. And it was incredible, the service, the food, all that. And now they've been, you know, they've gotten venture capital and private equity and they, they're exploding and building all over the place. And we've got a location just a couple miles from us. And I think their food sucks and their quality and the service. And you go there all the time and they're out of this and they're out of that. And I think, wow, they scaled, but they, they're not doing it in a way that uh, I, I would take a solid B plus from them but they're like a D minus or a C minus. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to frequent your place. And so they, they, the, the quality has gone downhill. So you get what I'm talking about right here. There's this balance between you got to be willing to delegate and develop and then trust and let them go. And that's critical to scaling. And you also have to have a system for checking in on them and making sure the quality stays good. So with that, uh, a few things for you to think about, and I uh, I want to cut you loose. And uh, again, I thank you so much, you all, for for listening to these episodes. I, I appreciate you being out there, and uh, and I hope that these are bringing bringing value to you. And if you find value in these episodes, make sure you tap on follow, subscribe, add whatever the button is in your podcast app, and you'll get two new episodes every week. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're happy. Hope you're doing well. And I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Culture Hacks Podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.